Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, June 25th, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here with our CEO and founder and the author of Win Daily. It is Jason Mizrahi. We got a big slate today, uh, 15 games, uh, day slate plus night slate. So let's uh, let's let's uh, not delay and get in right away. We got Sox versus Sox, Jason. The White Sox are at the Red Sox. The Red Sox uh, beating the White Sox last night. Ronaldo Lopez against Chris Sale. Uh, Chris Sale, 11,600, obvious cash game play. Ronaldo Lopez has been mostly up and down, but more down here. So maybe you like some Boston hitters here. Rafael Devers. 5,300 into Brentani, 4,600. Brock Holt is having a very good month at 4,000. And maybe you can save a little salary with Jackie Bradley Jr. at uh, 3,900. All DraftKings prices from my end. Yeah, you're missing the, the, the two best guys you want in that lineup outside of Devers is probably Betts and Martinez. I know that they're priced up. And I know uh, value pitching has been the way to go You know, pretty much all year long here. The value's been hitting more than the top-tier pitchers, but you can't, have, you can't have recency bias. I know it's been playing out for quite some time now, but you got to look at a guy like Max Scherzer who went out against these Miami Marlins and dropped 60 Fanduel points on Tuesday night. And got to think in his early slate, Chris Sale is the top arm. It's going to be tough to get him in with Yankees bats or Red Sox bats here, but I think it's a move you got to make because I don't want anybody facing the Red Sox right now. I don't want anybody facing... The Yankees, and with Paxton being in the same price range, it's not a guy I really want to attack. It is three aces early slate. So you can go a couple different ways, but I think Sale is a clear-cut number one. And I would love to get Betts and Martinez. They hit, you know, Lopez's pitch type really well. So I think they're going to be two of the top plays of the early slate as well. Yeah, as far as uh, Lopez goes, look for the sock to get socked. Uh, you know, by this, uh, you know, by this lineup, uh, taking a look at uh, you know, some of these hot Boston bats. Brock Holt in June is hitting 390 with 12 RBIs. Ben Attendee 322 with 11 RBIs. Uh, Bogart's hitting 307, five home runs, 16 RBIs. Devers 300, four home runs, 17 RBIs. If Eduardo Nunez gets in the lineup. Uh, two hitting 294 with seven RBIs as well. Uh, those are the top Boston hitters for this month, even better than Martinez and Betts. Mookie Betts trying to get to 270 right now, so I'm not sure if he's one of the best hitters. Um, we shall see. We shall see tomorrow yeah. morning. But he uh, technically, he's not one of the top bats. Uh, now, I would put Devers as a top bat right now. He's swinging a really hot bat. Got the platoon matchup, but I think. Betts and Martinez with the pitch type, Lopez throwing these sinkers. That's what they hit well. You know, I look for them to kind of break out in this game a little bit. But it's going to be tough getting these top price guys. So I see where you're going. You know, I'm not sure if Holt gets the start. But if he does, you know, he might be an option. Yeah. I got uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, uh, Paxton against Trent Thornton. Uh, see how Jason feels about Paxton against this Toronto lineup. Thornton is a guy that he can blow up at any time, so I really want to attack him. DJ LeMayu, it is 11th home run uh, 
on Tuesday night. Uh, the Yankees trying to say that the machine, as they named him, Lay Machine, uh, is uh, an all-star candidate. Hitting 367 with five home runs and 20 RBIs this month. Uh, John yeah, Carlos I didn't, Stanton, guy, I didn't think a guy can come out of Coors and pick another stadium and hit better in another stadium than Coors Field, but DJ has done it, man. Um, Stanton went down, undisclosed injury. we got to see if he's in the lineup you know, Wednesday night, but again, or Wednesday during the morning, he might have the day off, but the Yankees come in as a top stack. They have a top projected run line. Ideally, it'd be nice to get some Yankees and some Boston bats together. It's going to be really tough. And to answer your question, Scott, Paxton, I can't really trust him. You know, he's been up and down. He was a great pitcher last year, had some injuries. Um, He comes at a discount, so he makes sense to get the win. He makes sense to maybe stifle these Blue Jay bats, but they've been hitting pretty good. You know, I like to go get sale if I can, but the $2,000 discount for GPPs only, I would go with Paxton. But, you know, for cash games, I'll find a way to get $2,000 and pitch Chris Sale over him. All right. And uh, Giovanni Ursula, $3,900 can save you a little salary there uh, on DraftKings. Kansas City's at Cleveland, Trevor Bauer. Uh, maybe the good pivot off of Chris Dale there, 10,600 against Kansas City. Jacob Junis, somebody you want to attack. Jake Bowers is 3,600. Uh, Tyler Naquin's just 3,400. You get a platoon switch. Split. Maybe you can throw a Jose Ramirez dart for 4,000. Jason Kipnis is having a great month, and uh, he is just 4,000. Orlando Mercado's also hitting 311 this month with 12 RBIs, four steals. Lindor's hitting 305 this month. Kipnis has four home runs, 17 RBIs. So uh, for the yeah, second day in a row, for the second, the second day in a row, uh, I, I like an Indian stack. Yeah, Kipnis has been on fire. Um, they haven't raised his price really on FanDuel. You can get Ramirez at 3300 You can get Kipnis at 3100 I think that's where people are going to gravitate to. You know, I'm not going to go crazy with this early slate. It's three games on FanDuel. Not something I'm going to really attack. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of high-owned players. Um, Kipnis is probably going to be one of them because to get Sale or to get Bauer or even get Paxson, you need some value. So Kipnis, Ramirez, both really cheap. On, on FanDuel, guys like you mentioned, Nate Quinn or Bowers are going to come in, you know, value. This guy, Bobby Bradley, is supposed to be a stud. Um, he's only 2200 on, on FanDuel as well. So I think in the early slate, you're going to go, you're going to probably pair three or four Indians with either some Boston bats or, just, or some Yankee bats and trying to find a way to either pay up for Bauer, Sale, and I, I can't really see myself playing Paxton. I'd rather try to find a way to get the $2,000 more. And Bauer and Sale, they're pretty equal. You know, Sale's the better pitcher overall, but Bauer has a better matchup here. So I think it's pretty close, but I'm going to lean Sale wherever I can and, and lock him in. All right, let's hit these mid-afternoon games really quick for your those of you playing of the for a full slate, San Diego at Baltimore. You'll have some runs scored in this game. Matt Schramm versus Dylan Bundy. Yeah, I was all over San Diego on Tuesday night. It really paid out. Machado had a good game. Tatis had a good game. The only dude that kind of let me down was Renfro, but I made it out alive with the San Diego stack. They're cheap. They're going to be cheap again. Uh, I'm not going to go with either of these pitchers here, but value galore. So, Bundy could be tough. It's a tougher matchup for these righties. 
you know, facing Bundy, but he has he's prone for the home run. So I think guys like Hosmer, 3,000, makes a lot of sense. At the same time, Kinsler for a punt at 2,400. I like his price. Alberto, 2,500 leading off for Baltimore as well makes sense. Machado and Nunez. You know, Machado's going to be the best guy on the slate at third base, but Nunez is 2,600, so there's a deep discount here. Again, I'm not playing the slate like crazy. Maybe I'll throw a lineup in two just to get some action because um, I love action. But, you know, it's a good game from both sides to stack hitters. They're, they're cheap. They're value. You know, there's good value plays. Renfro, Reyes, 3,000, 2,800. Josh Naylor, if he starts again, 2,500. So all your cheap bats will come from this game. Uh, but there's really no one to pay up for pitching. So you, you don't have to go crazy with the value here. And there's other spots here that we can attack some bats as well. So I wouldn't overdo it with this game. Because um, Bundy could come out and have a good game. And Baltimore is not the best lineup. But I think those are the two clear-cut offenses for a value perspective to stack. And uh, here's a play for you. If, uh, throw Anthony Santander in there. He's hitting 316 uh, against lefties this year. The Dodgers are at the Diamondbacks. Uh, Tony D. Gonsolin against Taylor Clark. Uh, probably a good spot to use some of these Dodger bats again. Yeah, I think the Dodger bats are always in play. They're definitely going to be in play Wednesday afternoon. Um, they're going to come in probably with the Padres as the two favorite stacks here. And I think Baltimore can get some ownership. I don't really see people playing Arizona. Do you know much about this Godson guy at all? Do you, do you know his past? Uh, what, his past? Like, like you know, I never where heard he, of him. Where so he was you, born have, and have stuff like that. <laughs> what was that? What what do you mean by his past? Like, uh, you know, where he was born, where he went to school, what his girlfriend was? I was thinking more minor leagues. What has he done this year? Is he a big prospect? Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little scouting report on uh, number 84. Nice totally number. Tony Gonsolin. That was his number in spring training. 277 ERA, 26 uh 26 innings, Triple uh, A this year, 31 strikeouts, and 13 walks in 26 innings. Uh, the number the top five prospect for the Dodgers. Okay, I wasn't really gonna, you know, attack him as a pitcher, and I don't really like these Diamondback bats too much either. So I think the spot with Peterson, Verdugo, Bellinger, Muncie, Beatty, if you want some value. Attack these, you know, these Diamondbacks pitchers with, with lefties, power lefties, is where I would attack. So I think in his middle slate, the Dodgers come in as, you know, one of the best stacks. It's only three games. So bats I'm going to go for are Dodgers, Padres, and Orioles, and I'm fading the rest of the slate. You know, we have this next game in San, San Francisco, and that's where I'm going to grab my pitcher. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to lock in Marquez as my pitcher of the slate. I'm a big fan of Marquez. Fandle doesn't really want to lo- raise his price too much because he pitches in Colorado a lot, so it offsets um, his pricing and the algorithm when he pitches on the road. But anytime this guy pitches on the road versus one of these NL West opponents outside of the Dodgers, I load up on Marquez. So if I'm playing this middle slate, Marquez is going to be my pitcher, and I'm going to you know stay away from San Francisco bats. I'm not really going to attack Rockies bats too, and it's going to be these bats from L.A., Baltimore, and San Diego. Okay, and uh, back to the Dodgers for a second. Uh, Cody Bellinger, you have to spend up for him. He's hitting 320 on the road, eight home runs, 
26 RBIs. Justin Turner hitting 315 away from home. Uh, Max Muncy has 11 home runs and 27 RBIs on the road. If you want to go with some Colorado bats against Samarja, uh, you know, they haven't been as mediocre on the road as in the past. Tony Walters hitting 295 with 13 RBIs on the road. Uh, David Dahl uh, has four home runs and 20 RBIs on the road. So if you want to get any Colorado bats in there, uh, Tony Walters is only 3,300. Uh, David Dahl is 4,600. Uh, moving on to the first game of the night slate, uh, the media's favorite, uh, Jason Vargas, uh, takes on the Philadelphia Phillies and Nick Pavetta, who's been really good since coming back from the DL. Yeah, um, Pavetta, I can't get too far behind this play with Pavetta. I know he's been a little bit better. He he was he was a guy to target last year. The guy was an ace last year. I don't believe in him yet. And the fact that he's pitching at home in the first couple games of the series have been shootouts. The Mets have been hitting. Philly's been hitting. I'm staying away from Pavetta. I think there's a couple guys that I like better than him. He's coming in at a good price at 7100 on FanDuel, but I don't think he's too safe in my eyes. And and I want safety when I go to these pitchers. In GPPs, he's definitely playable, but. Not a guy that I'm going to really, you know, go after in, in cash games or in my main lineup. And on the backside of things, uh, we got Vargas pitching for the Mets. Everybody is in play for me. Obviously, I want to attack it from the right-hand side. Kingery, Segura, Hoskins, Realmuto, Hernandez, all the way down to Mikel Franco, who keeps on hitting home runs. I think the Phillies are, are firmly in, pay, in play for a stack. And I'm going to, I'm going to fade the Mets and most likely fade Pavetta as well. Yeah, Pavetta's tenor in his last two starts, his first two starts DL were pretty good. But I don't know. It's just like it's so knee-jerk to stack against Vargas, but it really hasn't worked. You know, maybe maybe you, you're, you What's know, you're, 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 friends, you're friends with the media or something. But Vargas has been the best pitcher in the New York City area over the last month or two. I don't understand why you want to stack against him. You know, when in, I'm, I'm looking, uh, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. In nine of his last ten starts, he left three earned runs or less. So why are we so eager to stack against him? Um, Philly's bats are waking up. It's a it's a hitter's park, and I don't think he I don't think he matches up well against Kigari, Segura, Hoskins, Ramuto. They got a lot of power righties here. I think they get to him. I think Philly's bats are heating up. I think there's a thing. You know, to a team heating up, starting to play a little bit better, um, hitting a little better. They're, they're a strong lineup right now, and I think they, they've been getting to every Mets pitcher that's been going out there, and they've been doing double the amount of work to their bullpen. So I think they get to them. I don't think Vargas lasts past five innings, and his Mets bullpen is atrocious right now. So I think the, the Phillies put up six, seven runs with some home runs. Uh, six, seven runs. Uh, Vargas hasn't given up anything close to that this year. So I think you might be stretching it a little bit. Uh, you know, this is a guy that against the Yankees last uh, earlier this month, six innings pitch, three earned runs. And at the Dodgers, seven innings pitch, one earned run. So I don't I don't see the eagerness in stacking it. If, if I'm going to do it, it's only going to be in a tournament, not in a cash game. Yeah, what is this is not my cash game play. I'm telling you, I'm, you know, maybe – Maybe you, you misunderstood. It's not my cash game, you know, lock stack of the day, but it's definitely a stack for GPPs that I think will 
you know, won't be the top one, but it definitely is in play. Yeah, I think you're treating Jason Vargas like Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, let's move on to Texas and Detroit. Really good pitching matchup. Mike Miner uh, against Matthew Boyd here. Uh, Boyd, uh, Miner's 11,000. It's a great matchup. Can't see using any bats in this game, but uh, Boyd's at a friendly 10,000 on DraftKings. Yeah, I think they're I think they're both in play. I'm fading both bats on this, you know, on the on this game. And I think they're both in play. On FanDuel, Boyd's coming in cheaper. He's at ninety four hundred versus minor at ten one. So I think I take the discount and go Boyd, but I like both these pitchers. I think they both have the potential to put up thirty five, forty points. There's one other guy that we'll mention shortly that I think I'm going to have to take the chance on for the, the pure upside of how bad Miami's been recently. So he's probably the guy I'm going to, I'm going to lean to just because yeah. I think he has a higher chance of getting you, the win. You, you're trying to make it a surprise that you mentioned his opponent. So let's just move on to Patrick Corbin at 10,600 against Miami. Going against, uh, against Zach Gallon, who looked pretty good in his first start. Uh, you know, uh, Corbin's only 10,600 on DraftKings, so it makes me want to lock him in for cash games uh, for tonight. Uh, Zach Allen's only 7,100 on DraftKings, uh, but you, you figure he's not going to get the run support to get a win. Yeah, I think, you know, on, on FanDuel, 9,800. Corbin's been good, but he's he's very inconsistent. I'm not going to – I don't play Corbin when he's he's facing – are good or a great offense. I just I just play the fade and hope other people make the mistake and, and go with him. He lets down people more than, you know, most fantasy aces that are out there. So he's always got the inconsistency factor. I think in cash games, if you want to lock in a, a floor, I think Minor and Boyd are better for cash. Uh, but I think Corbin with the matchup for GPPs, that's where I'm probably going to build, you know, the start of my lineups around. I think he's safe. Miami's been atrocious. You know, they've been shut down by St. Louis. And I think they get and they got shut down by Max. I know Corbin's not even the same ballpark league as Max Scherzer, but if Max put up 60, I'll be happy with 35-40 from Corbin and, and moving on. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Oakland against St. Louis might be a lot of runs scored in this game. Daniel Mengen against Adam Wainwright. Uh, some of these cardinal bats, uh, maybe you want to consider. Uh, Yadier Molina's hitting 323 with 23 RBIs at home. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt has seven home runs, 17 RBIs uh, at home as well. Kind of kind of hard to work a St. Louis stack, uh, but uh, you know Oakland bats I, I think are are also in play as well. Uh, you know, you look at some of the hotter Oakland bats this month. Robbie Grossman's actually hitting 321 with seven RBIs this month. Marcus Semien hitting 312, three home runs, 14 RBIs this month. Jurix and Profar even at 296, two and and uh, two home runs and uh, seven runs scored this month. So there are bats on both sides here. Uh, I disagree. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Chris ride. Davis only 3,900. I'm not gonna ride with you on this guy. It's a pitcher's park. You have worse pitchers that we're gonna talk about soon that we can attack. Um, I'm not pitching Wainwright. I'm not pitching Magnin. But I think they're they're good enough pitchers to stay away in the pitcher's park. Oakland and St. Louis. They haven't had any good high scoring games lately. Their offenses have been quiet. I'm gonna stay away. 
I don't blame you for maybe trying to take a chance on it, but not a stack, not pitchers. I'm just fading this entire game. It just it bores me to look at this game. I really don't see anything that comes great out of this game. Maybe a one-off and a Matt Olson and he gets into two balls, but I don't see it as a stack perspective from either side. I do like some bats here, though. It's, uh, you know, they're not playing in Oakland, so maybe better chance than if they were playing in St. Louis. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, Wainwright's been better at home than he's been on the road, so probably have a point there, but I just don't trust him. Seattle's at Milwaukee. Uh, Seattle's pitcher uh, to be announced, Milwaukee pitching Adrian Hauser. Yeah, it looks like I'm seeing maybe Wade LeBlanc, you know, for Seattle. Uh, there's a couple different options it can be, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Wade LeBlanc from what I'm seeing. And if so, LeBlanc, I love to lock in Ryan Braun. He's cheap on FanDuel. I played him on Tuesday night, and he put up a, a strong game. Uh, Lorenzo Kane did not suit up. He's got a little thumb issue. Got to see what he's doing. If he's back, potentially play him. Aguiar got the start because he was facing a lefty. He had a decent game. He hit value. He's very cheap, 2400 So there's a lot of guys that I like here from the Milwaukee side. Any stack I play with Milwaukee, I try to squeeze in Yelich um, if it makes sense. I, I, I faded Yelich on, on uh, Tuesday. I think I just thought the matchup wasn't right for him. With LeBlanc glowing, you know, I might want to get Yelich back in the stack. But most likely the stack will come with Braun, Grindal, Aguiar, and maybe take a shot at one of the bottom guys like Hernan Perez or Arcia and try to get some value out of the stack. Um, I think Milwaukee comes in as one of the top stacks of the day for me, especially for how cheap they are. You can pair them with an expensive you know, a pitcher and still have room to, to get some more bats. Eric Thames is actually hitting 300 against lefties. Uh, Mike Moustakis, uh, seven home runs, 15 RBIs against lefties. There's Monty Gordal, five home runs and 12 RBIs against lefties. So there's three bats you can consider right there. Atlanta's in Chicago. Dallas Keuchel making his second uh, start as a Brave uh, against you Darvish, who's been very, very erratic. And the Braves' offense has been the best in the major leagues in the month of June. So you certainly got to consider some Braves' bats here. Uh, Darvish may lose con- some control and get some runners on base. Uh, Ozzie Albies is 4,100. Freddie Freeman's 5,100 on DraftKings. Uh, then you also got Johan Camargo, who's actually with up this month. He's only 3,100 on DraftKings as well. Uh, Ozzie Albies, 4,100. Yeah, I, don't, I really, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I seen Carmargo in the lineup, so I don't think he gets a start here. Um, I think they're playing Albies and, and Donaldson and Swanson, and I don't think he makes it into the outfield now with Riley doing what he's doing, Acuna doing what he's doing. But, you know, for the most part, Darvish is good enough that he hangs in these games. If the wind's blowing out like crazy, maybe things will change. Um, if I was going to attack, even though Atlanta's been a, been the better offense, I think I would like I like to attack Keiko before I attack Darvish. Maybe getting a Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Contreras. But overall, this is a stay away spot. I think both these pitchers know how to limit damage. They might walk a couple people. They might pitch around a couple people, but they'll keep the ball in the ballpark. And you're not going to get much, you know, power stacks coming out of this game. I could be wrong, but I'm going to stay away from this spot from both a hitting and pitcher perspective, unless 
the wind tells me otherwise. If it ends up being heavy wind blowing out or heavy wind blowing in, maybe I'll bump either side, but it's a stay-away spot. I think the game finishes 4-2, 4-3, somewhere in that range, unless the wind, you know, plays into, uh, you know, 20 mile in a wind blowing out. So you got to check the weather reports at winddailydfs.com and see what Mark Paquette has to say about the wind, but it's a stay-away spot for me. I, don't, I really think these pitchers are good enough to kind of limit the offenses. Uh, have you and I been watching the same you Darvish? Um, which you Darvish are you talking about? Because in his last start, let up four on runs to the Mets. The start yeah, before that. Before that, one earned run, 10 Ks versus the Dodgers. Before that, he went into Colorado at Coors Field, only let up four runs. Paid Colorado at home, two earned runs, one earned run to St. Louis. You know, his last five starts, he's, he's very He had one bad start in Cincinnati. He lasted seven innings and he had one rough inning, but the guy's yeah, been you limiting don't take that. take rough inning away. Yeah, but that's one one rough inning in, in his last six starts. So I'm not attacking it. If, you, if you're going to be playing DFS. The, Met, the Mets last time out. Listen, you want to put your money behind these Braves? I don't hate the play, but I think there's better spots to attack worse pitchers on the slate. That's what I'm telling our listeners. There's better spots to attack worse pitchers that we spoke about earlier. And there's, there's a couple pitchers coming up here that I think you want to attack again. I'm always going with the Braves, the way they're hitting. Darvish has allowed five home runs in his last three starts. Uh, Cincinnati against the Angels. Tanner Roark against a pitcher who has yet to be announced. It looks like Jose Suarez is the guy. And there might be some Jaime Berea. It might be somewhat of a bullpen start. So, you know, I don't like it. But he pitched well last year. Yeah, I don't like these Cincy bats to begin with. When they're in Cincy, there's a couple of times where I might target them. But let's assume either way, Cincy bats are not going to be in play in, in a pitcher's park here at Angel Stadium. So I'm going to stay away from that. Rock has battled, you know, another guy that if you take away the name, he's got a 3-4-7 ERA. He shut down Milwaukee, basically let up one earned run in six innings. He did well against Texas. Coming off. You know, basically eight of his nine, last nine starts, he's he's pitched well. So I think there's better spots here. This game has, you know, fade on it for me. I think there's better spots from uh, both a hitting and pitching perspective. So, of course, this guy named Mike Trout is very good at baseball, so he's always in play. But I'd rather pay up for some other bats and other games ahead of him. Um, one that we're going to be speaking about very shortly, that it's one of my favorite stacks. Um, in Houston, and I'd rather pay up for some guys in that game instead. Pittsburgh's at Houston, Framber Valdez. Uh, maybe some consideration for the tournament, 6,900 on DraftKings uh, against this Pirates lineup. Uh, who's pitching for the Pirates? Uh, it looks like Dario Agrizel. He has one start so far this year. He only lasted four innings, but... He didn't pitch bad, I guess, but it was versus Miami. Six hits, three strikeouts, two earned runs. I think Miami's definitely a worse hitting team than Houston. Houston got Springer back. Altuve's back. Bregman's been playing well. They got this young guy, Alvarez, who's a beast. Michael Brantley, Josh Reddick. Tyler White started a hit. Your, your Guriel had, had a home run on Tuesday night. 
This lineup got deep again. You know, the only guy we're missing at this point is Correa, but we're still seven, eight people deep of nice bats. Yeah, Springer's think, not bad yet, bad yet either. What was that? Springer. Um, if you watch the game on Tuesday, he played. He didn't play that well so far, but he did play on Tuesday, and I expect him to play no, on I didn't see the Astros game last night. Yeah, so he played on Tuesday. He didn't really do much, um, but, you know, he was in the game doing his thing, play the entire game. So I think he plays again on Wednesday. And this Astro team, like I said, it's gotten deeper. They faced a tougher opponent um, in Trevor Williams, who battled through six and two-thirds. But um, Houston's going to get to this guy. Any guy in the lineup is playable. Like I said, Alvarez, um, Brantley, Bregman, Altuve, Springer got a hit. Um, Gurriel had a big game. Reddick had a big game. So... I think anybody one through seven, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer towards the lefties, but Bregman is playable against anybody here. So I like the Houston stack a lot here. Fine pitching matchup to uh, round out the night schedule as uh, Charlie Martin and the Rays take on Jake Odorizzi and the Minnesota Twins. Odorizzi with a surprising All Star season at home. He's undefeated with a 191 ERA. Odorizzi is interesting. Six and zero. Oh. Interesting play. Um, Tampa Bay's been tough. Minnesota broke out versus Blake Snell on Tuesday. So I'm taking Morton off of the radar. I think he's too high yeah, priced. Too. You know, I like. I would prefer you know Boyd, Minor, Corbin all over Morton, and for the most part, they're either cheaper or at the same price as Morton. So I'm going to rule out Morton. Listen, Odorizzi makes some sense, you know, going against his old team, maybe has some, you know, some some extra motivation to do well. I don't know, though, man. I, I know the numbers are there. See, the thing with Odorizzi here is he's given up four runs in his last two starts. And, it, he, you know, his last, two starts ago was against Kansas City. Six are, six innings pitched to both. Both were against Kansas City. He actually shut out Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay earlier this month. Six shutout innings, three hits, and nine strikeouts. But Tampa Bay's seeing him for the second time in a month. So uh, I certainly wouldn't want Odorizzi in a cash game. Yeah, I don't think Odorizzi's coming off two starts versus Kansas City. Let up four on runs, not two. I'm seeing four on runs in his last two starts. I so. said four. Oh, okay, all right. I, I heard two, my bad. Yeah, so he's kind of coming back to earth here a little bit. Like I said, if if it was a different slate, maybe different opponent, I'll take advantage of those home home splits and, and go with Odorizzi. I don't think it's a bad play, but Low Meadows, Kermeyer, you know, Fam, Choi, Garcia, the, the lineup's tough enough that I think there's better spots. Like I said, you know, unfortunately, I don't want to do it. I don't want to tell our listeners to do it, but I think Corbin's a safe play. You know, going against Miami, pretty much at the same price, or taking a shot on Boyd or Minor. You know, I think they, they're they both in better matchups here. You know, Detroit, Texas, and Miami are teams that I like to target. They either strike out a lot or have a very weak offense. And I think it's a play over attack in this Tampa Bay lineup. But, you know, I think in, in GPPs, Odorizzi makes sense. Maybe in some GPPs, Charlie Morton comes out and throws a good game. We mentioned Pavetta as well. I think these guys, you know, all should be on your GPP list. But in cash, let's stick to the top three, Boyd, Miner, and Corbin. As far as stacks go, I like Houston as my my number one stack. I think they 
start looking like the Yankees in a couple more days, and they have a very deep lineup. So I like these these Houston bats in the late slate as my top stack. Milwaukee and Philadelphia are probably going to be two and three for me. And I'm going to do some digging and see, you know, if if what Scott and me argued about earlier, maybe Atlanta, you know, comes in and gets the Darvish. We got to see what the wind is like. If the wind is blowing out, I'll bump up those those lineups a little bit. But outside of that, those are my major stacks. I like, I like Cleveland, Houston. too. I like Cleveland. Yeah, you know, yeah, I forgot to mention Cleveland. Cleveland, you know, makes some sense. But Cleveland's not in um, this late slate. You know, Cleveland's back in that that you middle slate. Yeah, in the middle. You're playing all day. I do like Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland's in the middle slate. Actually, in the early, early slate. So, you know, I'm not an all-day guy. And I think all day, it's it's – it's not the place you want to be. I think you want to either just do the early slate, do your work, get it right, and be done with it. Same thing with the middle slate. If you're going to play the middle slate, do your work, get it right, focus on these three games and make the best lineup, and then focus on the late slate. That's my word of advice. These all-day slates, the prize pools aren't there. It's not something I like to attack. I like to attack each slate separately, and that's my word of advice. Also, on top of that, you know, we added a new feature to the site. Uh, me and Wes have been doing a, a daily cheat sheet that we're offering for free right now. We're going to move this to premium soon, so take advantage of the free offer. Yes, Wes, um, and, Wes Anderson, for those of you who are listening out there who don't know. Yeah, so we're going to – we're basically – we started today. We had great success with it. You know, a lot of our plays hit. Um, we probably, out of the 20 people that we each picked, I would say 10 of them hit home runs, so we, we pretty much killed it. Nailed Max. Max was an easy pick, don't get me wrong. But, you know, this cheat sheet is going to provide more tools, more insider look at, at a DFS perspective from a, a value perspective, a top play perspective, position by position breakdowns. So check out WindailyDFS.com. Check out the projection model. Check out the cheat sheets, our sports betting articles. Uh, we have golf on the site now. So there's some golf content that's being uh, produced early on the site. And it will be updated throughout the day's you know, getting closer to tea times on Thursday. Um, NASCAR will be up on Fridays and Saturdays to get you ready for Sunday. And, you know, we're publishing daily articles and we're in Slack all day long, helping out with monkey knife fights, sports betting plays, molding lineups, building cash lineups, building GBP lineups. So it's a time to upgrade your account if you haven't done so already at $19.99 a month. It's a no-brainer. You'll get your value back probably within the first week. Um, you'll be building better lineups, learning the process that the DFS pros like me and like Wes and like the rest of the guys on the site have been producing for the past six, seven years. So take advantage of that stuff. Scott, any finishing touches here? No, I think you pretty much covered everything. Uh, thanks for listening and tune back in tomorrow when it'll be myself and uh, Matt Stryker. Thanks a lot for listening to the, the Wind Daily podcast for Wednesday, June 25th.